Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. things, at least five things that I know of that in my life, I have like, these are the five best days of my life. Can count them on one hand. You ready? The day that I gave my life to Jesus, the day that number two, that's number one. Number two, the day that I got married to my beautiful wife, Megan, number three, both days that my children were born, Ben and Jewel, tie for number four, every national championship that LSU has won in any sport tied at number four, okay? Last year's LSU National Baseball Championship, which is ironic because we'll talk a little bit of baseball here today about Jay Johnson and his remarks to opening day. But number five, I think it might be today. As The Rock would say, finally, we are back. NCAA, or it's not going to be called NCAA because the NCAA is not going to be mentioned on the game. But finally, we have EA Sports College Football returning this year. They have released the statement. We will go on the rants about it. I have not been more excited in my life other than those other four, four times. Do not call me. Do not text me. Do not even mention my name in a sentence when this game is released in August because I will not answer you. I'm sorry. We'll do the show. (laughs) We'll do the show. Other than that, Daddy will be playing EA Sports College Football 25. Let me tell you the first thing that is going to happen when I purchase the game. I'm not playing anybody online. No, 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 no. I am going on the ultimate dynasty run with LSU. We will win 10 straight national titles, and I will play 24 hours straight. There is just no other way around it. In case you missed the news, maybe I should have told you the news. 
EA Sports released today that the NCAA football game, it's not NCAA football. See, I, that's one thing that I'm going to have to remind myself is it's not NCAA football. It's EA Sports College Football 25 will be released this year. They have finally made a statement. I have never been more excited in my life. So is Stuart Jones here in the comments. NCAA Football 25, baby. Let's effing go. I'm excited. Josh says, or sends one, two, three, four, five, five crying with laughter emojis. He said 10 straight. I, I will tell you, um, the five crying with laughter emojis, that's the only thing we recruit in this program is five stars. Okay? I will have the number one recruiting classes in the country. The NIL portion of the game will, I, I will, millions and millions of dollars will be enacted into our NIL program. Okay? And we are going to slaughter everybody in the SEC. Good luck. Good luck to Kalen DeBoer. Good luck to Steve Sarkeesian. Because when the Tigers come to town, we are going to clap your ever-living cheeks. It's going to be a bloodbath. I am taking out every frustration. I am taking out my 2011 frustrations out on Alabama. I might even put the quarters at 15 and leave it on varsity for crying out loud. Those cheeks will be clapped. Garrett Nussmeyer in year one is going to win a Heisman. You just better be glad that Jaden Daniels isn't going to be on the game. Maybe he is on the game. Hell, he might even be on the cover. He's the current reigning Heisman Trophy winner. If you can tell, I have never been more excited. I do hope that Jaden Daniels is on the cover. Would not be surprised if they do something special with the cover, you know, uh, as well. We just would not be uh, uh, surprised on whatever it is that they do. But I... um. Never mind. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, Josh says, Chance, I repeated your question. Sorry. I, I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. But it's going to be fun uh, as well. But that's not all we got to talk about on today. So we are recapping because we missed last night. So we missed last night's show. Uh, obviously, Valentine's Day. And uh, we will be live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time again today. We're making up a show from last night. Got the Blackstone out, got it rolling, had some steaks. I got to admit, your boy can, I told you, man, I can grill some steaks. So we're making up for last night's show. We will be live again at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time like we normally are, but we got a lot that we had to discuss uh, today. We'll go on a little bit of a Rafino's rants about the EA sports game. Jay Johnson gave his, uh, gave some opening remarks. This is the final day. This will be. This is the final day of the year that we won't have college baseball or until July. You know what I mean? Uh, so one more day until college baseball starts. We'll talk about his uh, press conference uh, that he had, some things that I thought were really key uh, into that. You can go to our, our YouTube channel, Facebook uh, page. We clip some of those things. You can go and just follow, subscribe, hit that notification bell uh, for some of the clips inside of his press conference, but we will talk about it here today. Uh, John Eads from WAFB, who actually, believe it or not, on his YouTube channel, uh, plays NCAA 14. He will be joining us at 1130, so in about 20 minutes. Looking forward to having John, who is 
going to be on the show for the first time. Looking forward to having him here at 1130 uh, and talking some college baseball with him. What he's seen this offseason uh, as well. So looking forward to having John on with us at 1130. Preston Tiffany from Ole Miss is going to be hired as the director of player personnel. I think it's a bigger deal than uh, people are giving it credit for. Now, Dave Shoemate was a guy that we had on this week. He broke the news. Uh, just for clarity, uh, Dave Shoemate was a guy who was the director of player personnel at multiple colleges. If you missed that, if you missed that segment or uh, that we had with him, it's on our YouTube channel. Dave, there's not really a, a lot of people that are more connected in, inside of college football more than Dave Shoemate. So you can go and catch that out. But he broke the news of Preston Tiffany going to be the new director of player personnel uh, at LSU. Uh, Clint Kubiak. So we'll end the show with this. Clint Kubiak is officially the OC for the Saints. Look, I, I know a lot of you LSU guys don't like listening. Um, you, you don't like listening Saints stuff. We do need to talk about it. I see a lot of absolutely horrendous takes behind this. Guys, he's never been a play caller. Now, do I think he will be a lot better than Pete Carmichael? Do I think that he will actually have some success uh, with the Saints? Yes, but it doesn't change the offensive line issues. It doesn't change Derek Carr being your quarterback. doesn't change that I think that you have some running back issues, even though that you do not want to admit that. So, <clears throat> even though I do think they get better offensively under Kubiak, I'll give you my, my thoughts here at the end. All right. Let's get to a couple comments. Our good buddy Tony Weaver says these midday shows uh, has been nothing but pure gold. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're gonna. I told you, man. Twenty twenty four, we are gonna be pushing out a lot more content, um, and it's gonna be fun. Look, we'll be live Friday after the LSU baseball game. We did fifty six, fifty six post game shows. Actually, no, forty six. Excuse me, forty six post game shows, or it might be a little bit more than that because of uh, LSU being in Omaha. We went live 20 out of 21 straight days in July. Your boy was exhausted. Y you, your boy was exhausted. So, uh, looking forward to getting back to doing our post-game shows for LSU baseball. I, I Look, man, you know, most of you know how much I love baseball. It's football, baseball for me, 1A, 1B. Um, so, I'm really excited uh, for that. Chance Babin says, is Tiffany a really young guy? He is a little younger. I saw he graduated at South Carolina in 20. He is. We'll talk about it and why I don't worry about it. I think he's one of the rising stars in college football. Uh, Fat Boy Slim, what's up, Fat Boy? Says, what system will it be able to be played on? I'm assuming every system. Um, I, I, I'm assuming every system. Um. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm assuming. Now, I could be I could be wrong with that, but I think every uh, system I, I personally, guys, I use PlayStation. I use PlayStation. So, yeah. Um, yeah, sports guy, you're right on this. He did coach or he did call plays in 21 for the Vikings. Um, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Doesn't really change my thought process and at all with him. And he had a lot more help in that too. John says, Goat Edition, Saban, Heisman Edition, Jaden. 
Yeah, they could put Saban on the cover. I mean, I I know LSU fans wouldn't want it. I mean, I don't guys. I I got to tell you, but there are, there is no one that they can put on the cover. But like the devil could be on the cover, and I would still buy it. I, I'm serious. There's nothing that's going to stop me from getting the new NCAA. Or, see, there I go again. The new EA Sports College Football game. Are we gonna Are we gonna keep calling it NCAA? The NCAA football game. That's what I keep calling it. All right, a couple more before we get rolling. Uh, Kenneth says all next gen systems only. Okay. Uh, Trevor Cooley says, "Hey, made it to a live show. Good to have you in here, man. Good to have you in here. All right, let's get rolling. We got lots to discuss." Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, you know what to do. Like, share, share to all those social media groups. Share to all those social media, all your social media pages. If you're watching us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe as we are continuously uh, staying on top of that number one on Apple Podcast and Spotify when it comes to the audio podcast side. You guys know how much I, I love you for that. If you haven't done so already, you're listening to us on the audio side, hit that hit that uh, uh, five-star button for us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you're listening to it. We're actually going to be doing some of the audio stuff on YouTube as well in case you want to catch it there. Uh, apparently, the team told me that's what we're doing. I, I, I don't know. I, guys, you know, I just come on here. I ramble. The team does everything for me. I, I If I didn't have a team with me, I, it would be it would be nuts. All right. Let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor. Hit that like and share. Let's talk about good friends at betonline.ag. Our good friend Tyler Alexander over at LBT Realty. John Eads joins us in 15 minutes. Got lots to discuss. Stay with us. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. He will sell your house and find you anew. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. We're back! All right. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. So today, it was announced that EA Sports is coming out with their new college football game. Now, let's roll through a little bit of history on why it was taken away, just in case you forgot. Ed O'Bannon was a guy who sued EA Sports, the NCAA, 
and where this video game started name, image, and likeness. This was the reason that NIL became a thing, mainly due to a video game and due to the fact that a player's not real name, but image and likeness was being betrayed. They weren't getting paid for it. And obviously, EA Sports stopped it. Last game that they came out with was over a decade ago, NCAA 14. I will admit, and I'm going to be a little bit nerdy here. Now, I know I rambled in the beginning that LSU is going to win 10 straight national titles as soon as I get my hands on it. Actually, that's true. None of that is false. But, man, for me, uh, playing the, the NCAA football game as a kid, even when I was in college and growing up with that game was always a big deal for me. My birthday is in July, okay? Now, a lot of times the game either came out around around my birthday, around July 15th, 16th every year, and the only request that I had from my mom, the only request that I had, I wanted the NCAA football game. As a lot of you know, I am a college football dude, through and through, like I, 1,000% a college football guy. Do not, okay, really do anything else other than college. Like, I'll talk a little bit of NFL. We'll talk a little bit about the Saints today. College football and baseball is my thing. It's what we talk about mainly on this show, whether it be the SEC, whether it be LSU, regardless. I just don't know if I can be more excited than I am right now. I, growing up with my cousins, playing the game, my friends coming over to our house, playing it, having a lot of fun, talking trash, who was the best on the sticks. I never was really a Madden guy, had a result or go to Madden because of the simple nature that it was the only football video game that we had. Actually didn't even have a gaming system for a long time. And when I knew that this game was going to come out, I bought a PS5. Here we are. I will say this, and it's crazy because a lot of the older generation won't know this or remember this or even really understand this to some extent. This game is a big reason of why I fell in love with college football. I remember working my way up as an offensive coordinator. Blake Rafino was an offensive coordinator at Tulane. Okay? Then... I go, I think it was San Jose or San Diego State, was the head coach at San Diego State, won a national title at San Diego State. Then LSU, the LSU job opens up, and here comes your boy. I am the new, work my way all the way up from the offensive coordinator to Tulane to the head coach of LSU, where we would win seven straight national titles. That is what made me love a lot of part, a big part of why I fell in love with college football. Now, it's not the only reason. Obviously, going to LSU football games, tailgating the history that since I've been alive that LSU football has had with guys like Kevin Falk, Joe Burrow, Tyron Matthew, the list go, Jane Daniels, the list goes on and on. But as a kid, being in a game like in 2007, at LSU versus Florida when that team was going on a historic run, playing on the console, and being along with them, winning a national title. It was a big part of my life growing up, and it's 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 fun because now I have a son 
who is now getting into sports, it's going to be in his life. The only thing I will say, I don't um, – sometimes it, it's funny because you have, a, you have somebody like Ed O'Bannon who sued the NCAA and who sued EA Sports – who wins a case in, in, in name, image, and likeness. It's funny that this game is finally coming back, and it's kind of like a not like an oxymoron, or maybe that's a bad word to use, but it's funny that NIL and college football and college sports in general is the way that it is, and we're so excited because this the video game was the reason that all of this started in the first place. Why a lot of people think that, they're, that the Wild Wild West is the way that it is is because of the EA Sports video game. Now, you can say to yourself, Blake, that's not true. Well, Ed O'Bannon was, the Ed O'Bannon case was a main reason. The video game wasn't the only reason, the only thing that Ed O'Bannon sued off of, but it was a big factor. It's crazy that we have college athletics the way it is, and this game's coming back. Now, it's, it's, you could see a lot of people in the excitement, okay, that a lot of people have. Guys, the video got a million views. In less than, I think, 20 minutes, you got to love it. I don't know how you feel, but for me, having the new college football game coming out, EA Sports releasing the news that they will they will have a full release in May, so probably in July this game is going to be released. I haven't been more excited in such a long time. LSU will win 10 straight national titles. There's nothing you can do about it. We'll go to Tuscaloosa, beat down. We will go to Texas A&M, beat down. We will defend our home turf. Nobody will come into Death Valley and have a win. We will be undefeated. I will make sure of that. We're going to recruit at a high level. So, at least in my little fantasy world of the EA Sports college football game, LSU is going to reign and going to prosper. I know a lot of you... Uh, are really excited about it as well. So, looking forward to it. Uh, Josh uh, Josh says, should be called CFB 25, College Football 25. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm excited. I, I, I'm very, very excited. Okay. Now that we talked about the fantasy land and fantasy world, we do kind of need to get back to um, reality. Because reality is going to start setting in here for a lot of uh, things. I, I do see a lot of people saying that they're going to stop conference realignment, which is funny. Uh, when they get into the video game, I think that's funny. It's going to be fun to put, be in a playoff. I mean, we got a 12-team playoff, too. A 12-team playoff in college football's video game. We never had the playoff when the video game was released in 14. We only had the BCS. So the playoff is going to be fun. It's going to be so many. Online dynasty is going to be fun. Let me ask you all this question. What is the one thing that you guys are going to do when you get the video game? Put it inside the comments. What are you going to do when you get your hands on it? Because <coughs> I know what I'm going to do. Okay. Let's get back to reality. Yesterday, Jay Johnson was at a press conference, was asked a lot of questions. Obviously, opening, opening day is tomorrow. We'll be live immediately following the baseball game. Jay had a lot of things to say. I think the biggest thing, though, in Jay Johnson's press conference yesterday was when he was asked uh, not kind of about complacency and then 
asked about the the relativity that the Kansas City Chiefs, who were back-to-back Super Bowl-winning champs, and him obviously being a head coach of LSU and, and being in a same situation that Kansas City was. Now, we saw a lot of times during the NFL football season, Kansas City, man, they were off a lot of times in the regular season. But at the end of the year, they started getting things rolling. They get into the playoff. When things get a little bit more serious, they face they face and defeat both number one seeds in the NFC and AFC, clearly. And they go on a run. They win the Super Bowl. Jay was asked that question about basically about complacency. And he talked about like he was watching you know, uh, the Chiefs in December and his dad being a 49ers fan and him saying, well, you don't really have to worry about the Chiefs. And it's funny because the, it was the ultimate team that they had to worry about in complacency. I think that, the, that Jay is more locked in, okay, and even has brought up uh, uh, parts of what Nick Saban has said. Hey, guys, those banners aren't going to come down. We got to get ready for this year. I, I see some of the hate on Twitter. We, we talked about this the other night. I think Jay is more cere- Coach Jay Johnson is more cerebral in his thinking and not necessarily on how to defend. I don't even think that he feels like he's defending a national championship. And he said that he's not, that this team is completely different. <coughs> Excuse me. And that we are focusing in on this team. Which led him to talk about, like, hey, after the uh, – excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. After the holiday break, some of the guys – a lot of the position players coming back, hitting the ball at a very great rate. Guys on the mound doing really well. We'll talk to John Eads about it as well and what he's seen. I do think that – from a coaching perspective, from a player perspective, it feels and sounds like, because Jay normally doesn't pull punches in these interviews. They are locked locked in and ready to go. A lot of these guys, too, a lot of these position players, as an example, yeah, they were on the team, and yes, some of them had a big uh, role in winning a national title. Obviously, Bear Jones, Paxton Kling, and others. But they want to make their own legacy. They want to make their own dynasty. Now, Skip Berkman, as an example, only won one time, only had one time where he won national titles in back-to-back years. It is very difficult in baseball to do. But hearing Jay listening to him, knowing and covering him over the last three years, I do think that he feels a little bit comfortable where his team is going into the season. Now, he mentioned and talked about, like, look, man, we got a long way to go. We got to treat every game like a playoff game, and I think that they will. Uh, Not surprised, though, when he basically came out of the shoot and talked about his beginning rotation – and it's starting rotation on the mound. Guys, I'm sorry. The flu's still getting. Hold on one second. Oh, man. Still got the remnants of the flu. Jay, in the beginning part of his press conference, 
uh, mentioned that Thatcher Hurd will get the ball on Friday. Luke Holman will get the ball on Saturday, and then it will be a to-be-determined. I think, what guys, they got eight games, seven games in ten days. So they're going to, you know, Jay's going to play it by ear. But as we talked about on Tuesday, and I mentioned to you, when I was asked about the rotation from a lot of you guys inside the com- in the comments, what did I think the starting rotation would be? Thatcher Hurd, Luke Holman, and then I think I said on Tuesday, I think it would be to be determined. Jay confirmed that the uh, uh, yesterday. I do think it's going to be fun to watch the beginning parts of this pitching rotation. Who is the first guy that comes off the uh, comes out of the bullpen to relieve Thatcher Hurd? Can Thatcher Hurd build off of what he did at the end of last year, guys? He was one of the best pitchers that we had at the end of last year in the postseason. And it really started when he was at the SEC tournament game or SEC tournament when he shoved it right down South Carolina's throat. People forget in game three, Thatcher Hurd was the dude, and he gave up the early home run to Wyatt Langford. Didn't look good in the beginning, but after the first inning, settles down, shoves it down Florida's throat, no pause, okay, and locks them down for, and I forget how many innings he pitched. I think it was five and a third, five and two thirds, maybe even six innings. But it's really good. If that guy, if that's your herd, if the guy that we saw in the postseason continues to show us and is the guy that we saw with Luke Holman coming on Saturday, guys, it is one of the better pitching rotations. It's one of the better rotations, not only in the SEC. I think you can make it the argument. It's one of the best, better rotations in the country. Now, you guys know we've had a couple of MLB scouts that are on that have been on our show. And all of them say the same thing about a guy like Thatcher Hurd, okay? And that he could be one of a top 10 pick coming out of um, or coming into this year's draft. So it's going to be interesting to see. Looking forward to tomorrow. Looking forward to the season. Uh, and I, I look, we'll be there for every step of the way. Okay. We got John Eads coming in here at 1130. Um, so let's we can get to him. Um, looking forward to talking with him. He actually has a YouTube channel, man, where he plays NCAA 14. So it's going to be fun to talk to him. Uh, Michael Roby says, recruiting is the first thing I'm going to do. Chris says, my birthday is in uh, July as well. Well, get ready because the video game is here and it's coming. Um, so it's going to be fun. All right. Let's get to a quick break. Let's get to John Eads, WAFB. We talk to him next. Stay with us. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, 
You need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. John Eads, WAFB. First time. Good to have you on here, man. How's your day going so far? It's great, Blake. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. I have today off of work, so this is the kind of day where I can wake up and you know really sit down and chill and get the latest news. And obviously, today's news was very welcome and great to read with the uh, video game coming back. Man, it's a long time coming. Had me wanting to play uh, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. You know. <laughs> I feel you there. Well, I think it's interesting because, look, I, I mean, I follow you on your on your YouTube channel, and you play NCAA 14. That's a lot of what uh, content that you publish. When you see, like, dude, look, for me, I don't know about you, so I'm going to ask you. I don't know if I've ever been more excited about a video game release than what I saw today. Yeah, thank, uh, thank you, Blake, for watching my channel, by the way. I appreciate no, that. Dude, I love um, that kind of content. I'm like, man, because I still, I still plays. I still philosophies so yeah. that when I play with my friends online, you know, I'm like, I'm going to hit them with this. I don't think they're ready for this. So yeah, absolutely. Dude, I got you. I made two videos on my custom playbook. So I got plenty of good little tips and tricks in there. You can check out. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of my side hustle. I started doing it during COVID and I wasn't allowed to have an Xbox growing up as a kid because my parents, you know, they raised me well. They wanted me to focus on my school <laughs> and my sports and all that. So I wasn't really, you know, around for that announcement growing up, like, hey, the video game's back, you know, NCAA 14, Denard's on the cover, all that stuff. So I kind of missed that. And social media wasn't really something I had back in the day. So this is kind of the first time I get to indulge in a video game release kind of thing. And this is the only video game I play. I am religious to this one. Um, I actually sit right here. I'm so dedicated to it that, yes, they stopped making the game in 2013 or whatever, but they have this newer kind of version called College Football Revamped. What you have to do is buy a modded Xbox, which cost me 250 or so, and they have to, like, install it in the game. So, yes, they haven't made the video game in, what, 10 years, but these independent coders and designers made their own kind of version of it with the updated uniforms, updated graphics, and that's what I play on. So it's been cool to kind of play uh, – newer version of the game mm -hmm. while it may not be official but i'm excited for what ea is coming out with my mom had a yard sale like three years ago and i had an xbox 360 and i saw the game was in it i literally grabbed the xbox and ran home okay mm -hmm. and was so rusty and so bad but lsu still won seven straight national titles man I, I mean what is the first thing that you do when you get the new game let me ask you that what's the first thing you do i don't even know um what i like to do is rebuild so i've rebuilt utep Oregon State, we won five straight titles with them. Now I'm on Georgia Tech. I like to do the teams that, like, in real life aren't very good and right. some that have never been really good um, and do it in a series format. So I'll probably just try to win the natty with Georgia Tech here, and then hopefully it times up to where when the new game comes out, I could start from the bottom again and do a super small school, maybe like Hawaii or something like that. 
and then maybe work my way up to LSU because I think it's just too easy to rebuild a team like LSU in the video game. You know, I like a challenge. So <laughs> I'm just going to take out all my frustrations. I'm with you, though. Like, I, I was a big Q's guy, a big Syracuse all guy. Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, love the dome. The dome would get rocking. We recruited the the Northeast more than anybody. We'd go out on the West Coast. Um, I actually went to San Diego State. Okay. All right. All right. San Diego State was a two-lane offensive coordinator. I started from the real, real bottom. Uh, and then the LSU job came open after our fifth national title, and, and so I had to take it. I, could, I couldn't pass it up. Let me ask you this. Is this the – I know this is going to sound crazy, but – John, think about it like this. After the Ed O'Bannon case and everything that's going on with NIL and it being the wild, wild west, don't you think it's a little ironic that we're so excited about this? But this is what kind of started all of NIL and everything that was going on. Don't you feel like it's a little bit ironic that we're here and the wild, wild west of NIL and then we're just so fired up that we got the game back? Um... I don't know. I feel like the whole thing with that could have been easily avoided to begin with. With that I case. agree. You know, it's just people were pinching pennies. And as a result, you know, we go 10, 11 years without a video game. And it was really just a missed opportunity for the NCAA, all the schools, EA itself, because we're sitting here salivating over this new game coming out. I think we all would have paid lump sums of money any of the past 11 years no to doubt. get our hands on a newer version of this video game. Um, there's just something about it that Madden doesn't give you. So it, it is kind of interesting just how wild things are 10 years back. I mean, back then there were cases about players, you know, using too much money to get lunch and not getting enough like benefits like textbooks and stuff like that. Now you, you guys are getting Porsches and Lamborghinis. <laughs> right. You know, I mean? They're pulling up to signing day, signing with Texas in a sports car it's just it's crazy but you know i don't care that's out of my realm above my uh, pay grade i just want the video game that's all i care about i feel you it, it, it's great because i mean someone who publishes the content uh that you do it, it's good to have you on here when the day that uh it, get, it, it gets released but i'm i'm really excited for it you know i mean it's it, it's gonna be really fun back to a little bit of reality though here baseball uh, gets their season started tomorrow. You've been out there to watch them a lot. I guess, let me just give you the floor. I know that's going to be an open-ended question, so I, I apologize. But what has been your biggest takeaway so far this offseason and being out there seeing the Tigers uh, on the diamond? I think I'm most impressed with how locked in this team is. You were kind of getting into this a little bit. If I have to hear Jay Johnson say, we're not defending anything, we're attacking the next one again, my ears are going to explode because, <laughs> believe me, I love to hear it, and that's the correct mentality, but it's just like he's programmed to say that, all the players are programmed to say that, and it's a good thing because that's the mentality you have to have. I feel like so often a team wins a national championship, and it's so hard to go back-to-back. -back. Like Teams have done it. Georgia did it in football. But it's just so difficult to keep that hunger and keep that mentality that the target is on your back. Um, but at the same time, you need to be attacking and hunting others at the same time. So it's just so hard. It's just human instinct and human nature to get complacent and to be like, they got to take it from us. Whereas what you should be thinking is we got to take it from them again. So I think that everybody on the team just has that mature um, – sense of like hey we're a different team most of the guys from last year's team are gone 2023 was last year this is 2024 yes we may have won the national championship last year but now we we need to leave our mark 
and make our legacy with this team and keep this thing going as opposed to saying, hey, we were the last national champions. Everything's going to be given to us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Is there anybody – well, let me back up. I agree with you. It, it feels like people will hear Jay or the team say, hey, we're, we're not defending anything. And I think people feel like that's coach speak or player speak. I don't, I'm not there. I like I look at Jay and say like no dog, because yesterday John when he mentioned about the Kansas City Chiefs and the way that he you know broke down Andy Reid and the hunger and how they went through the playoffs I'm like oh no like he 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 this isn't Coach Big he's being dead on dead serious like hey man I want another one you know like he he's hungry for another one which is a little bit surprising let me ask you this though. Is there anybody that you have seen so far this offseason player-wise that you're like, hey, man, people ain't talking about this guy enough. This kid could have a really big year. Yeah, I want to answer that by kind of recapping what you just said, the things that Jay says. You hear coach speak all the time, especially in the job that we do, and I never heard somebody phrase something like that. We're attacking the next national championship, not defending. And his actions back up his words because what was he doing last season – while LSU was going after that national championship. They win the regional here in Baton Rouge. What does he do? Gets on the horn, brings in Michael Braswell for a visit, right. gets him committed, gets him locked up. And, and right after the national championship, sure, you know, he takes a day or two to celebrate. You have to, right? Just like Kansas City. They're going to do the whole parade <laughs> and stuff, but you know Patty Mahomes is going to be back at it, hunting for that third straight Super Bowl here pretty soon. He's always thinking about next year and next year's team while not letting that distract him from the current team he's coaching. So I just, I'm blown away at that by Jay Johnson. And then I think that Michael Braswell, to answer your question, is in for that big year. Johnson talked a lot about how when they were scouting South Carolina, they would watch his tape, you know, getting ready to play the Gamecocks. And they were like, wow, this kid's really good. Wouldn't it be like sweet to have him on our team? And then what does he do? He goes out and he gets him and he's an excellent defensive player. You have to replace Jordan Thompson who was just spectacular with a good defensive player. So Braswell gives you that. What they needed him to improve on is his hitting. And Johnson said that Braswell was like the best hitter on the team in the fall. And I've seen him in the inner squad scrimmages just going left, going right, going up the middle. He's got great speed. And I just kind of get this aura, so to speak, from Braswell that he understands – when there's a play to be made, he's going to make the play in the in the batter's box. He just has a sense of calm when he's in there, and nothing kind of seems to throw him off course or be a deer in headlights in those big moments that I've seen so far. So I think both ways, defensive, offensive, Braswell's going to be in for a big year at shortstop. You know, I think – I'm pretty sure, John, you posted this video too uh, of the inner squad. He hits a, a double in the left field, a line drive in the left field. The swing, if if his swing was a phrase, it felt like get that shit out of here, you know, like yeah. you know, like hey, get not today, cause and I don't even remember who was on the mound because I was so focused on Braswell, and I'm like, get that shit out. I'm like, dude, this guy for the, I don't want to say ridicule that I've seen on social media from South Carolina fans. It's it is what it is. This dude has had a massive offseason. I am more fired up about seeing him, I think, more than anybody. I, I, I agree with you there. Is there anybody on the mound that you have been uh, surprised with? I think people are sleeping on Gage Jump. I don't know what it is, but every time I've gone 
to a fall ball scrimmage, a preseason scrimmage here. When he's on there, he's unhittable. Like he's striking dudes out. Like they're just coming up, going down. And I know that I'm not there for practice every day. I'm not seeing the other times that he's, you know, working. But every time I have, he's been dominant. So I don't know what else to say other than you got to watch out for him. I know that you were kind of talking about this earlier. Thatcher Hurd, Luke Holman, and who else? I think it should be Gage Jump based on everything I've seen. He had Tommy John surgery, but it seems like, and I asked Coach Johnson this, is he back to 100%? It seems like he is back to 100%. And somebody asked in the latest press conference maybe uh, why he hasn't pitched the past couple days here. Right. But I think they're just trying to preserve his arm a little bit because, you know, you got to be careful with those things, especially coming back from Tommy John, overworking somebody. So I think as long as he could stay healthy or as healthy as possible, also being a lefty, that presents some nice dynamics for this team. There's a lot of lefties in the squad. I just think that he's going to be that third guy. He might even climb the ranks even higher, possibly. I just think he has everything you want in a pitcher. And if he didn't get Tommy John surgery, Coach Johnson said they probably wouldn't have gotten him because he's so good, he never would have gotten into the transfer portal, probably, or been able to play another year of college baseball. It's crazy that two UCLA kids get hurt and then they end up here and then they're the talk of what's going to be on the mound. Um, John, last baseball question because I want to get to some football with you. Um, What's the realistic expectation for this team, do you think? Well, I was reading an article this morning by 24-7 Sports, the eight teams that they think will uh, you know, make it to Omaha, could contend for a national championship. LSU's right there. I mean, you're preseason number two, and it's not like fake hype. You know, like they're not just put there because they won the title last year and, yeah, they got a couple of pieces. I just think this team has it physically, mentally. They have the versatility. They have the pieces all around the field. They did what they needed to do to replace talent, fill some holes. There are some questions they have to answer early in the season. How will Josh Pearson fit in at second base? How will Jared Jones do at first base? Will Braswell show that hitting improvement in the actual game as opposed to just the inter-squad scrimmages, the pitching we talked about? But I think that what we need to do this year is be patient. I think that when you win a title, people start to grow um, short-tempered, I guess, so to speak. So when you lose a game, you're like, what is going on? This is a disaster. Just be patient, especially early in the year. Let this team get its feet under itself. Let them kind of find their stride. But I think by season's end, there's no reason why this team can't make it back to Omaha and compete for that national championship once again. There's no reason why not. The guys they bring back, White, Travinsky, Malazzo, there's just so many different players. And not to mention that versatility of pitching, also at catching, they have – Two or three legitimate catchers back. Travinsky can DH. There's just so many different ways that LSU can win a game this year, and I think they're going to win a lot of them. The, the, I, look, man, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'm limiting John my expectation because, look, it is so difficult to p- replace Dylan Cruz, yep. okay, Paul Skeens. It's even really difficult to replace what Kay Beloso did halfway through the year to the end of the year. Right. Uh, Joe Bear, I, I, I get all that. But when you recruit at that high of a level, it's very difficult for me not to say, hey. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, 
source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. And like they could be there again. There's a reason that Jay, I mean, you just can't have number one recruiting classes rolling in here the way that he's doing. Like Jake Brown's a kid that I think that, you know, look, he's got a lot of hype around him. Let's see what he can do on the mound, maybe, you know, in, in a, at a position or just at the plate. But I think that they could be really good. I got some football questions uh, for you here before we get you out of here, if you don't mind. Um, this this LSU football team, I know Brian Kelly has mentioned in reference to the interior of the defensive line. Um, how concerned are you about what's going on with LSU and the interior of that defensive line? In the short term, extremely concerned. <clears throat> in the long term, not too concerned. Because here's the problem. I like how they're setting themselves up for the future, bringing in Dominic McKinley, bringing in some Juco guys attacking next year, making that a point of emphasis, bringing in Bo Davis, Kevin Peoples, great. What are you going to do this year, though? You return two defensive tackles. Right. Jacoby and Guillory is the one guy that I think is someone that, you know, you can rely upon because he's played a decent amount of games already. He's made some starts, was in the rotation last year. But after that, um, can you name another defensive tackle? Because I have him in my notes somewhere. But I mean, Sean Washington, but that's a guy that you're bringing in that you have no, no idea who what he's right. going to do, you know? That's the thing. I, I like returning production, and they just don't have any. And, and it's difficult because I don't think the coaching staff expected both Mason Smith and Makai Wingo to go pro. I kind of thought Smith would come back for another year, but obviously that's his decision, respect. And then Wingo got injured late in the season was a preseason All-American. I thought maybe he'd come back for one more year to cement himself as maybe a first-round pick. They both left, and really right now what we're seeing, you know this, is a byproduct of having coaching turnover. Coach O leaving, Coach Kelly coming in. That kills recruiting. And then they've lost, what, four or five defensive linemen to the portal this offseason as well? It's just not looking great at D-tackle right now. Defensive end is great. You're going to have to rely upon guys that barely played last year, minus Army blowouts and some of the other games where LSU was handling business and they came in late. And then McKinley as a freshman, Sean Washington as a, a Juco transfer, though he did start his career at Georgia. You're just going to rely upon guys that are unproven. So it's hard for me to sit here and be optimistic about defensive tackle. They've got great coaching. They just don't really have the bodies right now. So as I said, concerned about next year, but the future, I think they'll be fine. You bring up, you brought up one big thing that nobody talks about, but from a betting odds perspective, and just from an odds perspective. I got a little stat that I keep in my office every day. As our good friend Josh Pate would say, paper pop. Mm -hmm. SEC champions with the most experience returning. 2022 Alabama, they won the SEC. 2021 Georgia, 2020, I mean, excuse me, 2022 Georgia, 2023 Alabama, 2021 Georgia, 2020 Alabama, 2019 LSU. So the reigning defending SEC champions or the teams that won the championships are the most experienced teams that have the most production returning, and that's why I think it's a big concern. When BK talked about guys, defensive ends, and offensive linemen moving the interior, I was like, dude, this <laughs> that's a massive concern there. Can a Savion Jones move into the interior and play? I mean, am I crazy to be a little worried about that? 
He could, but he just played so well at defensive end. I'd hate to move him. You know, like they, it's a bummer because they're so good on the outside. They just don't have anybody on the inside. And this just isn't something you should be doing at this level, especially at LSU. Like this isn't uh, Texas State. No disrespect to TJ Finley and those guys. Or, you know, right. this isn't one of those lower classification schools where you kind of just got to figure it out and move offensive linemen to D tackle or. I know Michigan did this one year. They moved a fullback to defensive tackle. This right. is LSU. You should be – like, guys should be lining up at the gate to come and play here, especially for those positions in the trenches like that. So it's very concerning at this juncture that they're considering cross-training and stuff just to literally put bodies in the room. Like, you got to put two defensive tackles out there. They just don't have them right now. So I'm concerned – and I don't want to move any of those really good defensive ends on the inside. What you could do, though, Blake, I like your thinking on this, is you have the great uh, defensive coaching staff you brought in, new D.C., new D-line coaches, all that. Maybe there's some plays, formations. You can move those guys to the interior, have them stunt, have them move around. I know they do that a lot in the NFL, so that's possible. But from a first down, four down lineman standpoint, they've got two and a half, and they're missing one and a half. Right. I fully agree. Moving to the offensive side of the ball before we get you out of here. Um, why am I not concerned on anything that they're doing on offense? Why am I just like, yeah, they're going to go out there and dominate again? You shouldn't be. I mean, a lot of new characters, but these characters have acted in the play before, right? We saw Garrett Nussmeyer in the bowl game, and I had my doubts about him going in because the last I'd seen of Garrett Nussmeyer, he was coming off the bench and making throws to the third row of the bleachers every time he came in. But it's hard to come in off the bench and just play a couple of snaps, right? right. But he was awesome in the bowl game. Made very few mistakes. Led a game-winning touchdown drive in, what, his first career start? I mean, you have to be impressed with that. And not to mention Malik Neighbors didn't really play for most of that game. He got the record and then got out. Did have Brian Thomas Jr., who was spectacular. But guys like Kyron Lacey stepped up. Mason Taylor got more involved. And some of the other young receivers – Plus, you've got an offensive linebacker, and I think that's one of the most important starting points is to have that great wall in front of you to protect, open up holes for the run game. So that's kind of an on-field player's perspective. From a coaching staff standpoint, it's continuity, and I think that was the biggest thing this offseason. Just keep this thing together. You know, Joe Sloan, Cortez Hankton, they worked well together in the bowl game. They worked with Mike Denbrock. That was the key to last year's success was continuity, to bringing everybody back, trying to use the same scheme, and they've got a lot of pieces. So I think that in the offseason, the offense is going to dominate the defense, and it's going to be on the defense, just like last year, to improve and just provide enough so that this team can win games with that offense. I fully agree with you there. And, look, that I think the offensive line, obviously, for the five starters returning is such a massive deal there. Uh, we'll see. Last one for you. Uh, what do you make of Matt McMahon and this basketball team? Uh, heartbreaker the other night against Florida. Bummed, man, because I feel like, what, three weeks ago, like the vibe was so high around surrounding this team. They they upset Ole Miss at home. Right. They, they're like four or five games over 500. Then they got A&M rolling into town. Chance to get a win there. And, and the building was packed for both that Ole Miss upset and the A&M game. And then they lose those like three games in a row by just a couple of baskets. And those are the swing games you need to win every season to keep yourself in contention for the NCAA tournament. So, look, I think they're a lot better. This team has a lot of fight. You've seen it down the stretch here. They've had some tough 
bounces of the ball, so to speak, in these final segments of a couple of games. If they get these wins, it's a much different conversation right now. So they've got pieces. They don't seem to, you know, they're not seeing, they're not seeming to throw in the towel right now. They're fighting, they're competing with a lot of veteran players. And I think we just got to continue to be patient with McMahon. It's just difficult to rebuild this program with the allegations and the sanctions and, and the investigation from the um, Will Wade era, you know, hanging over your head. Right. So I think they've gotten a lot better, but year three is when I think we need to start seeing more results more often. I agree. I, I, I've, I've said this from day one when he got hired. This is last year's year zero. This year is year one. Like I, I'm giving him a lot of leeway here to rebuild this because of, like you said, I mean, he came in, he didn't, he goes in the locker room. There's no player there. There's literally no one in the locker room besides him and some staff pieces. So right. we'll see. John, thank you so much for joining us in midday. Tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff, everything that it is that you're doing. Obviously, we, we talked about your, your YouTube channel, but tell everybody where they can catch everything that you're doing. Yeah, thanks, Blake. I appreciate you having me on. So, yeah, my side hustle is that video game stuff uh, for work over at Channel 9, working uh, sports with Jacques Doucet, Kevin Baptiste. So check us out um, you know, on social media over there. I do a little podcast kind of like you, Blake, just talking about the latest stuff, football, baseball, basketball, both uh, men and women. So you can find me there. Uh, that's on our WFB YouTube page it's called Game Time with John Eads. And I'm on social media. Just look up John Eads TV, John Eads WFB. So appreciate letting me plug all that. No problem, man. And it's fantastic. I think you're doing a, a fantastic job. And I hope to bring you on again here uh, soon, buddy. That'd be great. Would love to do it. All right. Thank you, John. Uh, that's John Eads WAFB. Always fantastic, man. So glad having him on here. Uh, hope he can be a regular because the dude, he's a killer, man. He's a killer. So good at what he does. All right. Let's take a quick break. We will. Oh, what is this? What is this? Uh, who else does do y'all play this weekend besides VMI, Blake? I'd have to look it up. Hold on. I'd have to look it up. Somebody in the chat probably could tell you quicker than I could. Hold on. Uh, open up the season with VMI. Oh, Central Arkansas, who was so bad. God, they were so bad in Southern Conference. Yeah, so bad in the Southern Conference. So we'll have Central Arkansas at 1 p.m. on Saturday, VMI at 1 p.m. on Sunday, and then Monday, Central Arkansas again uh, at 2 p.m. Then Thursday, Northern Illinois, then Stony Brook. So um, going to be interesting, going to be fun. All right, let's get to a quick break. I do got I do got to talk about this Clint Kubiak thing. Uh, very quickly, we'll get to that, and then we'll we'll get out of here, and then we'll see you at seven. Stay with us; don't go anywhere, guys. Let me tell you about our good friends over at Avid Inspection Specialist. Are you planning on purchasing a home or business? Then you need it inspected. AIS has you covered. Before you make that purchase, get it inspected and find the issues before you sign on that dotted line and before they become your problem. AIS also has you covered. If you just recently purchased a home with their 11th month new home warranty inspections, before the builder says it's your problem and that new home warranty expires, get it inspected and let the builder pay for it. Do you need mold inspections, asbestos inspections, lead inspections, drone inspections? They do it all. Give them a call today at 225-717-5591. 
That's 225-717-5591 or go over to the website, avidspecialist.com. That's avidspecialist.com where peace of mind happens. LHI number 11331. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive-thru daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. Very quickly before we get out of here, uh, Clint Kubiak, hold on. Guys, can we change the overhead? There we go. All right. Uh, it was officially announced uh, a couple of days ago that Clint Kubiak is going to be the next offensive coordinator with the New Orleans Saints. He was formerly the offensive coordinator in 2021 with the Minnesota Vikings and was the passing game coordinator with the Broncos in 2022, passing game coordinator in 2023 with uh, San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan. I do think that Clint Kubiak is going to be – I don't think this is a hot take, nor do I think it is really tough to say that this is even possible. But I do think that Clint Kubiak is going to bring in better offense to the New Orleans Saints, even with Derek Carr, than what you saw last year with Pete Carmichael. I am a little bit concerned. I, I know that there's been a lot of people out there saying that, well, they're going to look a lot like San Francisco. I'm not a thousand percent sold on that just because a guy is with Kyle Shanahan for one year and he's in that system doesn't necessarily mean that. Now, his dad, obviously being a, a Shanahan disciple as well, they run a lot of outside zone, a lot of inside zone. They're going to be a zone blocking scheme offense. They're going to do a lot of play action off of it. I understand that. There's a reason why that team was fired and that staff was fired, okay, and why he was only an offensive coordinator through one year. Their defense was abysmal. A lot of this stuff wasn't on him, okay, but they had a strength of schedule that was 31st in the in the NFL, and they were midway through from a point total. They were not that great. They had one of the, the weakest schedules in 2021 uh, at 31, you did have uh, Adam Zimmer, who was a part of that staff in the Zimmer regime, who was a defensive coordinator, Clint Kubiak being the OC. But I, I look at a team that uh, was 16th in total offense out of 32 teams. They were 14th in scoring offense. I do think that, though, Kirk Cousins, as an example, had one of the better seasons that he had had. Okay, in the 16 games that he played, he threw for 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, and you had guys like Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook who were there too. <coughs> I just don't know if he even has better personnel than what he had in San Francisco. Obviously, I don't know if he had better personnel um, or is going to have better personnel with the Saints than what he did with the Vikings in the year that he called. I I'm just a little concerned and think it's a bad take when you think that Clint Kubiak's going to come in here and you're going to have a lot of the same stuff. San, that San Francisco ran. Now, I do think there will be some 
I, I do think that they'll do some things relatively uh, the same with the running game. I just want to I, I want to limit that this fixes any or all of your offensive issues. I do feel like when the Saints make changes, like so Clint Kubiak comes in as the next OC. Every time that I see that there's changes in New Orleans, people always want to run and say, oh, it's automatically going to be better. Well, we need to see it be better. Kirk Cousins, I mean, uh, Kirk Cousins had a good year under Clint Kubiak in 21. Doesn't mean that Derek Carr drastically gets better. I don't know if the Saints have the personnel. I don't know if they have the personnel along the offensive line. I don't know if Derek Carr is the guy that could lead you to even being a playoff team. Uh, even in a division that's shown, at least last year, that it's not that great. I just want to limit people on their expectations of the Saints going into this. Now, they add a lot of senior, a lot of experience, offensive uh, uh, staff pieces. I'm just curious on how it all goes down. Okay. We will see you guys again at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you to our good buddy, John Eads, for joining us then, or joining us today. Um, going to uh, uh, have him back soon. It's going to be really fun. Until then, we'll see you all at 7. Y'all have a good day. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.